Haven't you heard? A queen is on the rise. Wear a mini hat so she can open up your eyes. Join the convo, the podcast is lit. Cop a penny to the spice up your fit, yeah. She's a producer, you can vibe to a remix. She do the most, but she ain't come to do the least. Whether it's the combo or the music you want, find it all here at tttalks.com. Come and stimulate your mind with tttalks. Promise you'll never fall behind when tttalks. The knowledge you're seeking, you can find when tttalks.com. So come on and get with tttalks. Peace, family. It's your girl TT from TT Talks. I'm so glad to be back behind the mic again to bring you some more bomb content. As always, I appreciate all of your support. Special shout out to my patrons on Patreon. I appreciate that level of support. That's next level support. And I just want to shout y'all out. I have some uh, special giveaways happening just for my patrons. And it's involving whiskey. So... Please make sure that you stay tuned on Patreon for that, okay? If you are interested in becoming a patron, you can go to patreon.com, find TT Talks, and you can subscribe for as little as $3 a month. That is almost free, people. If you missed last episode with Diallo Sombri of the Adinkra Group, you need to get it together and catch up, Mustard, okay? Because it was a dope, dope show. Here's a snippet to bring you up to speed. Brother Diallo, listen, I have a question about uh-huh. some of your upcoming projects. You, What are you working Perfect. on right now? What do you Perfect. got going on? Perfect. I had already started building in Ghana, which I'll talk about. Building in a small town called Nyame Bechere. So I wanted to be able to show people the Africa that I fell in love with in a more complete way, which includes people, you know, getting spiritual baths, which includes people spending more time in the village, which includes just a different look in the way that we do it, right? As mm-hmm. opposed to just kind of tourism. Also at the end of last year in this village that I'm a part of, um, I had been selected to be in Coastal Henny. So Coastal Henny is the chief of development. Now, with that title chief of development, a lot of times people are like, oh, he was made a chief and they normally make you the chief of development. And it's like, that's the, that's the title that they give you when they want you to spend your money, when they want you to do this and they want you to do that. You know, I had a conversation with the people in the town and I was already doing things. I'd already committed to building a library and a school. I was already committed to really development, you know. So that was a process. So I started building, which initially was going to be my house. And then once I kind of got into it and I realized it was 12 bedrooms, this, that, and the third. And then as my vision started to be clear, I said, okay, this is going to be the first building that's a part of a, 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 a wellness resort. See, all this dopeness. That's why you got to keep up, baby. We are now on episode 34 with the Salam Brothers who created the online platform Words From Yesterday. On this platform, they share wisdom they've learned studying various African and diasporan languages, spiritual systems, cultures, and philosophies. Stay tuned to the very end for a list of references for your proverb studies and for your collection. All of the books named in the show will be listed at the end. You're really going to enjoy this talk. Peace, family. It's your girl, TT, from TT Talks. Today is a great day. It's a great, great, great day. I'm super excited. I have my brothers. Yeah, yes, <laughs> My brothers. They are in the place. These aren't just some random people I know from the internet. These are my brothers, my homies. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're connected through communities through families through spiritual work through rites of passage work um 
uh sabur but sabur is my uh lineage brother out of abiyokuta we both uh initiated through that lineage so they are the brothers the salam brothers sabur salam sesa salam they are the creators of words from yesterday welcome 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 brothers thank you thank you for having us yeah man i'm excited to have these brothers on because they um they keep me cracking up in these internet streets uh, but also make me think in these internet streets, you know, words from yesterday is a, is a wonderful, 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 uh, platform and setup that's designed to disseminate our ancient and current African wisdom. And it's not just Africa. It's a whole diaspora experience, um, that the brothers are bringing. They, they, they're reaching into the archives of a lot of our gems, our jewels or the pearls, you know, those proverbs that kind of help have pushed us, you know, mm-hmm. over time. And so right. I'm really excited to have the brothers here. We're going to talk about Proverbs. We're going to talk about African culture. And uh, we're going to kick it. We're going to vibe. And we're going to have a good time. So yes. Thank you thank, for having thank us. You for having us. You, when, when I got the message that you were going to have us on here, I was excited. I called some yeah. more. I was like, yo, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we made it. Damn. That's I, what I'm talking about. We had some pretty dope people on yeah. here. So, uh. You know, we're, we're, we're honored to be added to that lineup. Yeah. Word, word. I would just, I, I tell people all the time, man, y'all ain't fucking with my guest list. <laughs> you it. know, but it, but this is what it's all about. I've always been, um, everybody knows from day one, TT Talks has always been a pan-African podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I joke around a lot. You know, we play a little bit, but I always want to make sure that, you know, everybody knows that we're connected. Um, and we have shared destinies and we have separate destinies. And, you know, I love all of the different flavors that we come right. with. And these brothers come from, a, you know, from a, a, a cool lineage. Your father's Haitian, correct? Yes. yes. All right. And your mom, she's African-American or she could be okay. from yep. the south, so- from yeah. the south and Haitian, basically right. the same, but whatever. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's 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 wonderful for y'all to be here. We're gonna dig into these proverbs. Uh, but before we do that, if I can have both of y'all just tell uh, my audience a little bit about yourselves. Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I go by many names. So Sabor is perfectly fine. It's it's odd. Like depending on what point I met someone in my life, people know right. me by different names. So some mm-hmm. people Sabor, exactly. Ade, all these different names. But um. From the DC area, um, professionally, I'm a software engineer. Mm-hmm. So uh, since I finished at Howard, I've just been moving through different uh, software engineering positions uh, in the DMV area. Right. Um, I am uh, Olosha, uh, just uh, you know, Ifa practitioner, um, and that's as you mentioned before. You know, that's another connection that we have mm-hmm. among many connections. Um, I consider myself to be a Pan-Africanist as well, you know, um, come from a lineage of a uh, strong black nationalism, uh, Pan-Africanism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good place to start. Um, yeah, so uh, my name is Sisak. That's my birth name. Um, I also go by Bekubek Queen. Um, that is my, my shrine name. I'm initiated for in our Khan tradition. Um, so, yes, in terms of, like, career-type stuff. I mean, first and foremost, I would say that I'm, all, I'm a nation builder. 
you know, I'm a Pan-Africanist. That's I'm about my people first and foremost. Um, now, in terms of some skill sets that I have, I did go to undergrad at Howard, study computer science as well. Um, I'm doing my master's degree right now, also in computer science with a focus in artificial intelligence, like computer vision, um, natural language processing. I love learning languages, currently studying G primarily. Um, I'm getting pretty decent with that. Studying Yoruba as well. Um, hopefully trying to get back up on my uh, uh, Creolites, uh, yeah, Haitian Creole, so I can yes. actually yes. speak to my family like I need to. Yes. <laughs> um, so I'm working on that, you know, but yeah, man, I'm, that, that's, 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 that's me. And uh, I love I love African proverbs. Yeah, absolutely. And what's what's interesting is probably the first time I saw these young men was them probably saying proverbs at y'all rites of passage. You know what I'm saying? Ceremonies yeah. years and years and years ago. Right. You right. know, so I actually came to 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 in, to be introduced to these brothers through them as youth at the time, actually saying Proverbs. So it's really dope to see later on it coming back full circle that they're taking all of these Proverbs and gems that they've kind of learned over time, over their lives, um, to see it being brought into like this virtual space, which is, you know, it's almost anti-ancient. <laughs> it's like not ancient at all. So it's really cool. To come and see, you know, and they they do the visual stuff too. They're creating memes and they have informational and educational videos um, for people, and and it's really accessible. Like you know, sometimes when people are coming with African sciences or or traditional wisdom and stuff, people will kind of talk over people's heads, you know, and just make it in a way to where it, it can be intimidating to somebody who maybe wasn't raised in this and maybe just right. doesn't know. So. You know, I encourage people, if you're interested in that, make sure you follow the brothers. It's um, at, on IG, it's at words from yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, do y'all have any other spots where people can check y'all out? Yeah, well, my, my personal page uh, mm -hmm. at O-R-I-I-R-E. O -R -I -I -R -E. Mm -hmm. so, and my, my personal page is um, K-W-A-K-U dot B-E-K-O-E. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I'll make sure I put that up on the screen, you know, <laughs> when I put everything in post-production. Um, so, yeah, so we, we kind of got the background. Uh, Y'all recently started Words from Yesterday. So, so let, let's talk a little bit about that, because this is, this is it right here. So it's, it's interesting. You kind of like, in your leading up to the question, you kind of touched on a key part of what our mission is. So, so you mentioned, like, you said that an online form is kind of anti some of the ancient tools through which this wisdom is uh, uh, disseminated. Mm -hmm. I think that's sometimes part of the issue. And then you kind of touched on it too. Like part of our mission is to make this like palatable, I guess it's the right word without sacrificing the depth and the essence of the tradition, because mm -hmm. exactly like you said, like, you know, people come to me, like it's intimidating. Like people are like, well, I want to learn about Ifa. I want to learn about some of the wisdom. I want to learn about African proverbs. Yeah. But the, but the person who they're learning it from, which is not bad, but, you know, maybe they're sitting on a big stool and they're, they're dressed up. And for some people, you know, that's cool. But depending on where you are, that can be a little bit intimidating. So we want to show people that, like, look, these are actually these powers are actually useful in our lives. Like we wake up every day. I read through Proverbs. When I'm going through stuff. I read through them, um, you know, so 
just making it accessible for people, you know, while, while also kind of giving people that depth. Um, and I think that you also touched on kind of how we got started. Like, this is something that we've kind of always been about, you know, like growing up in most African-American households, because my father's Haitian, but we primarily grew up in a, you know, in D.C., Black American uh, household setting. You hear proverbs all the time. You hear stuff. A hard head makes a soft behind. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has some uh, some less than fond memories yep. behind their proverb, but uh, God don't like ugly. Yeah. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. The proverbs right. like that. So we right. grew up with a lot of those. You know, my mother would tell us proverbs in the South. And then at Nation House, you know, Mama Fia, you know, you know Mama Fia as well. She would write yeah. proverbs on the board every single day. A lot of times in Kiswahili. Yeah, in Kiswahili, right. she yeah. would make us translate them. Baba Ajay you know, would, would write Proverbs every day. So this, so it was really ingrained in us. And then also, as you mentioned, you know, when we went through our rite of passage, you know, it's been maybe 15 years ago for me. We went through that, you know, we had to memorize maybe two, 300 Proverbs, yeah. you know, and recite them. And so yeah. I think in starting this, it's us expressing something that's always been a core part of who we are. I think also it's, it's part of it is that the wisdom that our ancestors have had um, and currently are just creating as we move through various experiences, it should be placed at the top, you know, in terms of when we look out and see, okay, man, they know Greek philosophy, right? We should be looking to say, well, I know this Yoruba philosophy. I know this Akan philosophy. I know this Bantu Congo philosophy that speaks on these various aspects of life because at least for me, a lot of times when I compare our philosophy is, is significantly deeper and it touch on, touches on various aspects of life that, and it just gives you a way of looking at things that just opens up a, a whole new, you know, realm for you to exist in, you know, so making sure that our people know, like, look, we have our stuff. We have what we need to find solutions to our everyday problems. All we have to do is just go and, and talk to our grandma, go and read this book about, you know, proverbs from ancient Kemet or our calm people or whatever, and just take it and slowly apply it to everything that we're doing from our individual lives mm. and to the life that we exist in as African people. Word. Can I add something to that? Um, Absolutely. I think that something that you touched on has to do with what a proverb is. So I know that there's probably an official Oxford definition, you know, but um, to me, like, proverbs encapsulate the memory of a people. You know, and so their culture is a part of that. So we're talking about Greek philosophy. Yeah, yeah, there's some deep stuff that comes from Plato, you know, but it, it's, it's, he's, he's laughing. <laughs> but I'm saying to say, like, it's, it's tied to their memory as a people right. and it's tied to their culture. Right. And so, like, the lessons that our ancestors have learned, you know, in the poverty, like, if you're walking this way, you trip over this hole and this happens, that's the memory of your ancestors, you know? Right. So I think that it's, it's a little bit more applicable to us. That's, but that's so real because, like, I remember even our nephew, uh, one of our other brothers, um, the one that's in between us, Kabir, his son, when he's a little kid, he literally used to just make up proverbs. We didn't know where they came from. He'd be wow. walking. He'd be like, if you hold your feet while you walk, you'll fall. And then the funny thing is, I posted on Facebook years ago, and one of my tree teachers was like, that's actually a proverb that we say in, you know, our kind of culture. Mm-hmm. Like, and he yeah. gave the tree translation. But, I, you know, just the way proverbs even come about, they come about typically by actual situations that occur. You walk, you trip on something. You're looking up, trying to see something in the sky. You fall into something below. You know, you're not listening to something. And so now this occurs or whatever. So yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And, and, and it's all, it's, it's wonderful because it's almost like everything is like starting over again, how y'all were kind of inculcated with these proverbs as from children. And then now your, your nephews and your own children are starting to, you know, be inculcated with the same proverbs and probably even more now that right. y'all have kind of brought in y'all research, y'all personal research and development, you know, in this realm. So by the time he gets to be 24, 25, 26, 27, right. he going to be able to rattle off, you know, a thousand. Fire. You know, cool. Just off the top of his head, just like, because that's what my daddy did. So my, right. my, 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 my uncles did, you right. know, that's what they did. So that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And, and that's, the proverbs passing proverbs down is like a a microcosm of passing everything down from mm-hmm. language to spiritual systems to even technology and engineering and architecture you know those are are very sacred sciences as well you know in the western world they're not really seen as such but you know traditionally you know how you design and build Right. The spaces where you live or where your people move. Like everything is a shrine. Exactly. Everything is holy, you know. And so that's why the Proverbs are so interesting because it takes into account that everything is a part of everything. Mm-hmm. And everything is whole and everything is holy. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Western philosophy, there's unholy here, right. and then there's holy here and then there's like all these weird tiered hierarchies and this uh, the obsession with labeling just boggles my mind like everything always got to be a thing right everything always got to be fitting into this box you know and i'm just like just let it be that's what it is you don't have to categorize and label every single thing you know yeah that's that, that that's a deep point i mean and it's a i think that sometimes even when we approach uh, the Sankofa process of, of right. you know, going back and fetching that stuff, sometimes we approach it from a Western standpoint. And, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm very guilty of that sometimes. Like, you're looking for spirituality as this one thing that's separate from culture. Right. And so, like, you know, you'll, 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 you'll go to your land or whatever, and you'll be like, I'm here for some spirituality. You know, it's like, well... So how people look at how people are talking to each other. That's also a part of the culture. Mm -hmm. Look at how people deal with relationships and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it's funny. We come with that ego and we're like, ah, I'm not paying attention to nothing. I just want that spirituality and I want to go home. But like you said, it's all, it's all, it's the, it's what Mama Fee used to say. It's like, uh, what was definitely she say? Something like culture is like the sum total of a people's expressions in their environment. Right. You know, that definition always stuck with me. It's all together. I mean, that's, that's real. I think the, you were saying something about kind of like lineage, and the, the process of even passing down things. I think that's simply doing that. If you have no shrines, no physical consecrated shrines and all of that, the process of you having something that you pass on to your children and you know they're going to pass that on to their children, that to me is, is, is more powerful than a lot of stuff. Like Word. my nephew, so... Me and my uh, young, my youngest brother, he um, we both did a, a like a science competition called AXO. You know, so Moa, he recently just did it. He won a whole bunch of prizes and stuff, so we're really proud of him. And so my mom goes and asks, you know, my oldest nephew, and he's like, and she's like, um, so what is it that you know when you go do AXO, what do you want to, um, what category do you want to be in? He was like, I mean, I want to do science. He was like, isn't that what we do? 
the fact that at six, seven or whatever, he's able to say, oh, shoot, science and engineering and math and those type of things. This is what my family does. He can see that thing that's being passed down into him along with other things as well. But it's clear he's able to grab onto something and say, yo, this is my lineage. This mm-hmm. is who I am, where I come from. Right. The proverb, we just did the proverb. It's like no one teaches a child yeah. of a blacksmith how to forge. Right. Mm-hmm. If he knows how to forge, it's because the creator has taught him. Yeah, I'm pop- mm-hmm. exactly. Word. And, and I was talking about that on a show recently. You know, I look back, you know, both of my parents are, they're pharmacists, they're in healthcare. You know, right. my, my grandparents, they did a lot of, they had a farm. My mother's parents had a, you know, had a, have, they still have it, you know, a lot of land. And, but when we were coming up, there was always animals on it. We were always growing food. There was always something going on. My other grandfather on my, my father's side, he was a professor of agriculture at FAMU mm-hmm. for a number of years, even going right. back, you know, on, you know, my great grandparents, you know, many of them were educators or farmers right. uh, or midwives, you know? Wow. And so looking at me now, I'm in healthcare, I'm a physical therapist, massage therapist, you know, I'm a doula, you right. know, I'm an educator, I grow food, you know, and, you know, we need to start taking a lot of these family, you know, uh, tendencies and proclivities and really, really, really start mm-hmm. being a lot more intentional about what we're doing, particularly in terms with, with child rearing and family development, community development. Um, because, you know, there's a reason that you were born into certain families with certain skills and certain, certain gifts, you know, and certain proclivities. Um, you know, I, that's just what my family did. You know, I really wasn't interested in doing anything that didn't involve some type of health care or taking care of people or some type of education. Yeah. I was interested in that very young. I knew I didn't want to be a pharmacist. But I knew that I wanted to do something that made a difference in people in terms of how they felt, Mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. Um, And then as I get older, you start to learn your family history. That's why it's so important to learn your family history. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever you're able to 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 learn, learn it. I know some people have difficulties learning things like I know some people who are adopted, maybe. And so it's, it's hard for them to be able to have, you know, the access to a lot of immediate information. But whoever is the elder or the matriarch or patriarch of your family, like interview them. Like I've been, in, you know, mm-hmm. I started interviewing my grandparents when I was maybe when I was younger, I used to always ask them stories of anyway, yeah. but I started to actually formally record them probably 10 years ago. Right. And up until 2020, they all were living. Um, okay. And I lost two over the past few months. Yeah. Uh, um, and I still have two living. My paternal grandfather just turned, 102 Sunday. Um, and when you sit, I have hours and hours and hours of footage of him just talking, talk, TT talking. I hooked the mic up and I just let him talk. What was it like when you were younger? Record. I need to do that. Two hours later, stop. Thank you. You know, and I'm kind of archiving these stories, you know, for, you know, so that we can start to bring some of the information into the digital age. So, mm-hmm. you know, of course I have hard copies of everything, but I'm also trying to digitize them so they can be archived. Same with older family pictures and things yeah. like that. Um, and there's so many um, different kinds of things. There's even 
you could even create proverbs with your children off of family stories. Exactly. You know, there, exactly. There's a there's an interesting family story I have with my great grandmother who um, who was a midwife mm-hmm. and kind of a saucy, sassy lady. And is there's a story where she had asked her husband for money for a dress, uh-huh. and he was like, "No." <laughs> And she like asked again, like, you know, I really want a new dress. Can I, you know, I want to make me a new dress. You know, maybe I can get a dress. Okay, well, maybe if I can't buy the dress, maybe I can make the dress. Okay, yeah, maybe I get to, no, dang. She went and got one of his suits, cut it up, and sewed her a suit. And I'm like, there's a proverb in that somewhere. (laughs) There's a proverb. I can feel a proverb coming from that. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm, I'm have to sit on that one because it's gonna be real juicy. No, but even something like that. His wife address address will have his suit cut off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right, right. He who, yeah. (laughs) But but I think what you're saying is so real because, and it's like multiple sides to it. Because when you go and you learn the stories and the history of your family, you begin to see. Where your tendencies are but then you mm-hmm. also begin to see like no i should not go there right. i should you begin to see your family taboo right? absolutely and that's something yeah you don't need to go to a shrine for that you like well yeah, i mean your elders are the shrine that you're going to to be honest right Hello? so go and you sit there and talk to them you know they're like anytime i went and i did this this happened anytime your great auntie went and did this this happened you start to realize like man i think we're not supposed to do that you know, and you begin to under you begin to create the spirituality that's very specific to your family that no one else can really say anything else about because they're not they're not a part of your family. So right. they don't know your taboos, they don't know the do's and don'ts, you know, and so on. But like really quickly, it's like there's a but as you were telling stories, I want to tell a story. My mom is gonna appreciate me telling this story because she loves us telling stories, you know. So there was I'm gonna try to say it quickly, but there was um this is a long time ago, I think up in Philly. So there was my grandmother and her great-grandmother. So my mom's mom and you know, the great-grandmother. They were, they went to Philly. They went to a movie theater, right? Because back then, I guess you could pay like a dime and sit there for the whole day or something like that, right? So she went there and my great-grandmother was like, look, baby, you stay here, watch the movie. You know, I'm gonna go look for an apartment for us to stay. And so while she was up in there, Basically, every t- the day went by, it became nighttime. The owner comes in and is like, yo, you got to go. Like, we're closing. She's like, my mom's not here. She, the dude's like, I'm sorry. I can't really help you. So my, my grandmother goes outside. She's crying. And she's like, yo, what is, what's happening? And then my, so her great-grandmother, so my great-great-great, something like that, grandmother came to her. You know, this her spirit came to her and was like, baby, it's going to be okay. This is what I want you to do. I want you to walk down the street. I want you to take this block. I want you to go this way, walk to this street, and then you're going to see a house. It's going to be, it's going to have, I think it, it was either a green door or a yellow door. I want you to knock on that door and I want you to ask for a lady named Miss Palmer. When you say, you know, I want you to, when she opens the door, I want you to tell her I'm so-and-so's daughter and she said for me to stay here that it would be okay with you. So she does just that. She goes, she finds the house, knocks on the door. Miss Palmer opens the door. She stays with her. She ends up staying for a really long time, like almost a year or whatever. One day, my great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother is 
yeah, my great grandmother <laughs> trying to get these orders, this order right. She comes around, she's selling cosmetics, she knocks on that door, and my grandmother answers the door and she's like, Yo, what are you doing here? But so that story to me for our lineage, it gives very specifically, okay, we know a very specific ancestor that if we're lost, we can call on. Hello. That's the woman who came to my grandmother. We know we can call Mama Ali. She's going to guide us to where we need to go to do what we need to do. You know, and there's other aspects to it, but that 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 process of learning your family history, making proverbs out of it, making these, these stories that are told on these special holidays or these big festivals. Go sit down with your children, nieces and nephews, tell the stories, you know, keep your family lineage alive, basically, you know. Word. But something I'm hearing, and when both of y'all say, I think it has to start with, and, and, and you know, I'm prefacing with saying, I think people go through stages of their consciousness journey. Like, I think you go through the stage where you go out and you're like, you want to find something outside of yourself. And you're like, I gotta, gotta learn about Kim and I gotta learn about you were I gotta learn about all this stuff. And then I think you come to a stage where you begin to appreciate also what you have here and your family history, and then you kind of begin to see the two together. Right. And so, like, I, I, I think that's important for people, like, to understand that you're not, it's not always that you're just looking for something outside of yourself. Like, right. you know, like, and all the stuff that you said, Adrian, like, that stuff is very African to me. Like, yeah. Farmers, all this stuff, that's yeah. African. All day, all day, all day. And, you know, a lot of this, and, and I appreciate y'all brothers for, for addressing, um, how people kind of go through the stages and going outside of themselves. And, and, and it's a part of the process. And I, and, and I understand that um, because if you, if you are really listening on the inside, it's going to lead you right back to yourself anyway. So, right. so, you know, and you may have to go through some of these stages and steps to kind of gain a, a perspective, right. but always make sure that you're coming back because a lot of this stuff is innate with you. You know, I was talking to right. one of my best friends um, a few years ago and she was telling me, you know, she's not somebody that, you know, drinks or or does any type of drugs or mind altering substances because her family history is filled with people who had alcohol and drug addiction. Mm. And just generation after generation after generation, her family has battled and struggled with alcoholism, with drug abuse. And, you know, without her, she you know, not until recently, she hadn't really had a lot of exposure to African tradition. As a matter of fact, I'm the one who kind of tells her, you know, uh, has kind of introduced her into it and she's more interested into it now, but she didn't really have any exposure to it, but she innately knew nobody had to come and have a seminar about (laughs) taboos. She knew internally that it was a family taboo. She didn't even know that maybe the term taboo was used how we're using it for this, but she knew, yeah, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I know I can't do that. It doesn't go well with, you know, our family, our family just doesn't mesh mm-hmm. well with that. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were a, a, an Abatala family. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's very, it, it very well could be that they were a part of some type of lineage like that, you know, mm-hmm. where that is, uh, you know, for certain lineages of Abatala, Mm-hmm. You don't, you know, alcohol is a strong taboo. Mind-altering substances are strong taboos for 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 that particular shrine. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was to go to the mat one day and it came up that that maybe that is, you know, mm-hmm. an Arisha that's important in her life, or maybe even her head Arisha, or maybe even a family, you know, protective energy 
-hmm. of some sort, you know? And so, you know, that's why it's important to take a lot of the information that you're learning and kind of incorporate it into, you know, what you're seeing in your family, because a lot of us are um, descendants of West or Central African, you know? Mm -hmm. A lot of us are. There's a lot of controversy about that. I, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But for a lot of us who were, who did have families who were brought here from West Africa or even from the Caribbean by way of, you know, West Africa, it's important that we continue, continue these traditions, you know, because they're all, it's a, it's a continuous line. So we're going to cut real quick because, you know, we, me and these brothers can talk all day about Proverbs and African culture and spirituality, like all day. We can do it. And we probably have done it all day at some point in time. You know what I mean? So, uh, but it's all good. But um, one of the things I really, 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 really enjoy, some of my favorite Proverbs that y'all post are the Proverbs involving character. Mm-hmm. The Proverbs involving character because... I feel like a lot of the pitfalls and some of the negative aspects of of what's happening in our community is just a lack of character and just poor character development, poor character development. Family is your first, is your first shrine and character is your second shrine. Seriously. And it's, it's a proverb like that. It's a proverb like that. Character is your second shrine. You have to be so intentional about being a good person, being upright, having integrity, you know, meaning what you say, you know, being kind, being tolerant, you know, it doesn't mean that you're accepting bullshit, right? It means that you have a, 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 just a respect and deference for humanity. Mm -hmm. And what I really, really, really love, um, about West African, African, African American proverbs is there is a lot of focus on character and we don't really see that a lot in western philosophies yeah you know there's not a huge leaning towards communalism in western Mm -hmm. proverbs there's not a huge leaning on character and character development they got some stuff you know there's a couple of things that i like that john john blaze that's cool Mm -hmm. but you know like y'all were saying earlier in the show it's layered and a little bit more Deep, like I, I can read something from 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 Socrates or Plato, right. and it may probably hit me the same as it did in high school. You mm-hmm. know, whereas you get a proverb, you know, out of out of out of Ghana, you get a proverb, you know, out of out of Nigeria. Every year when you revisit the proverb, there's a new layer yeah, that yeah. just kind of unfolds. Right. Um, but in speaking about um character proverbs let me know some of like y'all favorite character proverbs y'all y'all have any on hand well the one that you said it made me think of one of my favorite proverbs it says basically character is an orisha um character is a god it aids one according to how one uses it so that that that, that made me right. think when you said the character is a shrine right that made me think of that one immediately because it's like the you know some and i wrote a little bit about this but it's like sometimes people are looking towards the shrines to, to, to bless you or curse you or be the decider for your destiny. But it's like your character is, is going gonna, is gonna to bless you or curse you well before it even makes it right. to, to, to Oshun. You know what I'm right. saying? Like it's going, you know, so if you ain't living right, you, you, before you even get to the shrines, you know, that, that's going 
that's going to decide your destiny. I mean, go, go, well, there's, we there's, go back yeah, and forth. Nah, you, ain't, you ain't know how it is, man. But there's, there's a Yoruba proverb that says, um, anyone with good destiny but bad character um, will soon lose his destiny to his character. And that's mm. fitting exactly into what you're saying. Mm. It, it, like, no matter how many blessings you want or you got coming to you down your path, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do to humble yourself, to be patient, to, to speak well, to do well unto others and all that type of stuff, them blessings are going to jump right over you and go to someone else, you know? So make yeah. sure your character is, is situated. <laughs> you know, we always competitive. <laughs> uh, there's another one that says, uh, the adornment of a smile is ah. white teeth. The adornment <laughs> of a person is good character. Okay. So it's like, uh, you know, them, those pearly whites is just what really brings out the beauty in someone's smile. But what really brings out the beauty of a person is, is their character. You know, not, uh, not to say that the looks don't matter, but, you know, but that's really the, the, yeah. the core of who a person is. I mean, there's another one that says, oh, okay, go ahead. He tried he, he, he to rattle them all off where you can see it, right? <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go, 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 go. There's a Ghanaian proverb that says, if your foot slips, you can recover your balance, but tongue slips, you cannot recover your words. And to me, it's just like, okay, you, you fall, you, you can pick yourself up, dust it off, and you're good. But as soon as you say something and that, that word goes out, into the universe, into someone else's ear, you don't know what it's gonna do. It's gonna it's gonna do damage if the words are if the words are bad, you know. And so be very careful about what you're saying, how you're saying, and when you say it, why you say it, all those things. So before like before you look, is there a hole in the ground? Look and see, is there a hole in my words that's about to make something fall right through and mess everything up? Word, word. I just give like one or two more. I mean, there's one that says the house is beautiful, but ah. what about his pillars? A person is handsome, but yes. what about his or her character? Right. So it's, so it's again the same idea that like, you know, you, you, you're not, you're not going to buy a, like, you know how they had them houses that they, uh, they really just be crap on the inside, <laughs> but they renovate. They just, they just renovate it real quickly. <laughs> and then they, uh, they try to sell it. They try to up the value. Right. You know, like a, a person who's, very visually attractive, but lacks character is, is, is you know, it's, it's, it's just as problematic. Right. Uh, I, I think, I think, I think that's it. Unless you have anything else, I think, I think that's um, a good place to stop. To yeah, stop. yeah. I mean, the, the, the last one, I like stuff about words. And the last one is just that words are like, words are like egg, eggs, excuse me, when they drop, they shatter. You know, mm -hmm. when you see an egg, you throw it on the ground, the, the, the shells spread out and they go everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so your words are the same way. You say something, you know, it's going to go out into the world. It's going to go to these various corners. And as they go and they do these various things, you know, it, it, it can cause a lot of damage, you know? Mm -hmm. The only thing I would add, too, is, like, so just studying uh, Yoruba language, like, it's interesting to see how they have so many different names for different types of character. Right. Like, I can't remember the one. We were in class the other day. Yeah. Uh, our um, teacher was, what was the kid's name? The kid had said he had uh, Iwa... Or whatever. But, 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 but she gave the description. We were going through all the different types of characters someone can have, but that one had to deal with someone who's very stubborn or something mm -hmm. like that. And it was describing this person as that was their character. And, that, and that's not really something that, like you said, that I've really seen a Western equivalent of that. Mm -hmm. you know? so, 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 so all I have to say that it's, it's the, the deeper I get, the more I'm seeing how, Character is just so critical in terms of defining who a person is, right? You know, word absolutely. Yeah. 
And I'm going to steal some from, from their content page because they have a couple on here. There's another one uh, that the brothers put up on words from yesterday on IG. It says, characters like smoke, it cannot be hidden under one's clothing. Yep. Yes, so. Yes, That's a right Yoruba proverb. Um, this Ooh. is an Akan proverb. He who must destroy others to succeed ah. must know that destruction awaits him at the gate of success. When I read that proverb, I was like, we would talk, we always talk about the proverbs. I was just sitting here like, damn, that's uh, deep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, damn. Yeah. He's going to meet you at the gate right. from the door. You yes, sitting yes, there yes. straightening yourself up like, oh man, I'm right there. And you sitting here like, oh, yes. shoot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what's that? Oh, man. So that's, that's fire. Ooh, that character, like, that character is like smoke one is, uh, that's fire. Right. Mm-hmm. That's your, 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 your character will always come out. And I think that's why, I think that's why it's important kind of to give people time as you meet them. Right. You know, before you get in bed with them, literally, but also like, you know, you get in bed with them business-wise or other stuff like right. that. Just give it time as you get to know people. And that smoke, that smoke will come out. It's going to seep out yeah. their pores. Yeah, it's going to show you, itself. Right. It's going mm-hmm. to show itself. Just mm-hmm. give people time. People are always in a rush to da 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 da. No, yeah. watch people. You know, mm-hmm. I'm super observant. And, you know, I usually will watch. If it's somebody I don't know well, I'll watch people for a long time before I even introduce myself mm-hmm. to them. You know, I may even ask somebody about, hey, you crazy. She crazy. They crazy. <laughs> how, they, how they act? They good? They cool? Yeah. Oh, they right. cool? Great. Okay. Let me email them real quick. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, they look crazy. Let me watch mm-hmm. them a little more and see how I need to engage or not. Right. Right. You know, because you start tangling with yeah. people whose character is poor. Right. It don't matter what your character is. A lot of that is going to bleed off on you for real. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a, um, another Yoruba, I think it's a Yoruba proverb and it says, sit back and you will see how a devious person operates. Conceal yourself and you will hear how one who, how one who seeks others' destruction speaks. And that's mm-hmm. the exact thing. When you're patient, you take the time, you sit back, the people are going to show themselves. The ones who are out there saying all this stuff, you know, how, someone who's devious and just has ill intent, it's going to come out. They can't hide it. Those who speak to you about others will speak to others about you. That exactly. Think of that one too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we be going back and forth. Because another one just came to mind that says, uh, one does not keep quiet ah. yet. Ah. <laughs> one does not keep quiet yet misspeak. One does not silently contemplate the world yet ah. get in trouble. Yeah, that that one came to mind. Yeah, for me. Yes. It's, it's, it's the same way that you're talking about in terms of how you like to move. Right. Like, just, 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 just watch people. Yeah. Yep. Listen, y'all. Y'all want to get these gems. Y'all go <laughs> ahead and follow at words from yesterday <laughs> on oh, the yes, Instagram. So. <laughs> go ahead on. I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. And I know a lot of um, children are home at, you know, right. they're getting their school at home. And, you know, I, some of them are, you know, in the digital classroom, you know, with their peers or whatever. But it's also good parents to kind of supplement their education as right. well, particularly if they're in like a traditional Western model type education. It's mm-hmm. extremely important to supplement um, and, and definitely do all your, 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 your core classes, you know, the math, science, reading, right. language, all of those things. But also make sure that you're incorporating, you know, I guess in college, what would be like humanities, mm-hmm. right. mm-hmm. you right. know, like humanities. Those are extremely, extremely important. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even you can use 
words from yesterday to incorporate into your children's daily, you know, studies, you know, whatever they're doing, just like they were talking about when they were in school, they went to, you know, um, you know, African center, you know, schools. Um, and so they had proverbs that they had to do on the board every day. They were talking about how one of the mamas was, you know, they had to translate and everything, but every day you could start your child off with a proverb. It could be one that is, you know, um, from your traditional, from your lineage, it could be an African-American proverb because we have Mm -hmm. a whole litany of them. I always love when y'all, you know, come on and ask, you know, what are some African-American proverbs? You know, what are some of your Caribbean parents? What are some Mm -hmm. of their proverbs? Your your, your Afro-Latino, you know, and Latina, you know, what did you, what did your abuela say? You know, what did she say? And so, and I always love to see the responses underneath because mm-hmm. you hear variations of something that, you know, maybe my family said in, you know, in deep Florida, you know what I'm saying? Somebody may have somebody that have, have a proverb that resonates with me and maybe it's their family's Haitian proverb, you know, mm-hmm. or their family's, you know, Jamaican proverbs. You know, I, I remember one time, one of my roommates from years ago, her mother was Jamaican. And, um, you know, whenever she was in the midst of a child who was misbehaving, she would always say, hey, 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 he who does not hear will feel, uh-huh. you know? And, I, and, and when I first heard that, it hit me in my chest. I was like, oh, that's it right there. That's the one. That's it right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, so, when, we actually, when, we, when we did the, we we did a whole we had a whole like couple weeks where we were focused on African American proverbs and we said a hard head makes a soft behind. Some of our Caribbean friends commented and said, right. "Yeah, he who does it here is gonna feel." And they were like, "That's the one we came up with." Yeah, and I was like, "Yo, that's that's yeah. fire!" Like so, yeah, yeah, the retention, the and retention. We 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 haven't uh, dropped it yet, but we're working on some lessons, like right. some 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 like a a, a proverb curriculum that can help with uh, character de- development in people's households. Right. So anybody who follows us, just, just look out for that. We're going to be dropping that soon. Um, we have a lot of other stuff in the works because we really want to push, especially for young people, we, we really want to get them to uh, just be interested in Proverbs and, and just to think it's cool. Like, like for us, like how excited we get. That's how we are all the time. Like to me, to me it's been cool. And, and I think it's because I came up around uh, a community of like just, where, where just, just an intellectual tradition just the mamas and the babas in the community. I'm always hearing them debate books. I'm hearing the elders drop proverbs. I'm hearing them. And to me, it's always been like, that's cool to be a distinguished person who, right. who, who has that type of wisdom. So, so we got a lot of stuff coming up and we, and we really want to make this a household thing. Exactly. You know, especially for young people. I'm here for the proverb camp. Proverb camp. <laughs> proverb camp. Here for proverb it. Camp. That's actually a really... Um, that's a wonderful idea, though. I, I, I like that because, you know, Proverbs, it's cool that it's in the digital space, but Proverbs are like living entities. They're, they're alive. They're, they're, they're vibrant. Um, and, you know, the best way to really get the full understanding of them is not just with you reading it on a book or mm-hmm. reading it on a page, on a phone screen. It's really in the expression of it. It's really in the exchange back and forth of what it means to not just you, but what does that proverb mean to your mom or your father or your peers? And then you gain a new perspective on a proverb that maybe you only thought about it one way 
just right. from your exposure to it. But when you take it home and you have conversations with your family members about certain proverbs and it starts to give you that layered understanding of it, you know what I mean? And so, so that's really dope. I really appreciate it. So make sure y'all follow the brothers so that you can, you know, um, stay abreast of whatever they got going on. Um, y'all got anything else going on? Yeah, we, 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 we got a lot of stuff. Um, but really quick, like, like the last one you said is spot on. Yeah. Like there's a proverb, there's actually a number of proverbs found. I found them in South Africa and West Africa that talk about proverbs being like palm oil mm-hmm. or palm wine because of how ubiquitous palm oil is. So there's a proverb that says, um, a proverb that says proverbs are the palm oil with which food is eaten. You know, so it's kind of like you said, like, you know, proverbs, they have, they, they, they're so like multifaceted. They have so many meanings mm-hmm. and they can be put in different places. But um, yeah, in terms of what we have coming up, we, we have a libation course coming up. Um, I'm excited about that. It's going to be on Tuesday. We have a, a good amount of people that register for that. I mean, I think some of the impetus behind that is like, I think we're seeing now more, and I had a conversation with my pops about this. I was like, yo, you know, you, you were in college in the early 90s, whatever. Were there this many people interested in African spirituality? And he said, well, you know, you'd go to a Dr. Clark lecture, a Mama Marimba lecture, you go to Dr. Jeffrey's lecture, and, and they pour libation, but it wasn't as widespread as it is now. And he was like, the fact that you can have Beyonce drop a song and mention the name of Orisha, like, that's, that's something new. And so there are a lot of people who are really interested in this. People hit me up all the time. How can I connect with my ancestors? How can I do this? And a lot of times the answers that I see people getting is very elaborate, complex things. Like you got to get your quartz, your rose petals, your everything. You got to mix it together. And that's fine. But for some people, I think there's something like libation is a really good place to ground people. Right. Even the conversation that we had about our ancestors, one of the things that we're going to touch on is the importance of learning the stories of your ancestors and being able to call on them. So we got this libation course coming up because I really, I think it's a good place for people to, to ground people no matter what tradition they want to go into because it's present in a lot of traditions. I mean, we got a... Uh, go, I, mean, go, go, I was, go, was yeah. going to say, in terms of libation, one thing I do on my account or whatever, um, I actually insert the Proverbs into my libation. Like mm. when we start off, we call on Yami, the creator. And one of the, a pro, there's a proverb that says, like there's no one that no one teaches a child the creator and so it's like giving up it's kind of when you're calling on this deity or this entity you're putting it in a, a certain perspective to establish this relationship that you're having you know with onyami with asasiya with the bosom the orisha whatever and so to me proverbs are very as you would say multifaceted a multi-use i don't know <laughs> they have a lot of uses yeah, 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 yeah. you know in that even, you know, when you're just asking for something to come into existence, when you're praying for something, using a proverb helps to just, it shapes the, the context that you're doing all yeah, of it in. It crystallizes it for sure. Exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what you describe is, I would say it's a key, I mean, you know, we both practice Ifa, like that's a key tenet of Ifa, like, like, like where, when you're chanting Odoo for, for, for Ifa verses for certain things, if you really listen to them, it's a lot of proverbs together. Yeah. You know, water is this, and the day that water did this, or you know, the bell did this, or the chicken does this. Right. And, and it's a lot of proverbs being recited over and over and over. So, so it seems very similar. Yeah. I mean, uh, another thing that we that we're quiet as is kept 
we, we, we really are going to take the, the proverb competition idea and we're going to expand on that. So we have, a, we have a, a competition that we're working on that's going to be open to other people. And, 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 we, and we have like a whole curriculum, everything they're working on that will allow other people to compete with it. So we're, we're, that, that, that's something that we're going to be dropping soon. Um, so this, yeah. is, this is the proverb battles that we do. Yeah, yeah, we do the proverb battles. So we want to, because we did, a, we did a first proverb battle. A lot of people in the community contacted us and they're like, like I want to see people compete in this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 I want to see this be a thing. So we got some stuff coming up with that that we're going to be uh, dropping in the coming weeks. So look out for that. Look out for our next proverb battle. Um, it's it's, it's, it's going to be dope. Yeah. It's going to be like verses. There you go. Yes. There you go. Yes. It's yes. going to be the proverb verses. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm going to have my Teddy Riley hat on. I'm going to have my hands on my hips. <laughs> I'm going to be waiting on everybody to drop it. Be looking at my phone looking. Just, what are you talking about? Man. Hopefully we don't have them, uh, them connectivity issues. Right. That's, that's... That, uh, that, that all bad, man. Hopefully, hopefully we, don't, we don't. Oh, man. Oh, man. I hope not. I hope not. I don't. I don't know, Pat, Pat, Mother Patty and Mother Gladys about to about to about to get it in. I'm here for that. We are gonna see how that goes. I'm you here for that. They got dialogue. It's gonna be fire, <laughs> but you know they got dialogue. You know they do. All I'm gonna hear is, "Baby, come come fix this thing for me, baby." You gonna come be on. hearing all. You gonna be hearing the dialogue. Oh, you think of that? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody pick up the phone in the other room. Right. The internet, uh, the internet have problems. Man, it's going a little American online sign gonna come up. <laughs> That's what's gonna be happening. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna get me some patty pies. You know yep. what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna get me a little bit of dark liquor. You know, I'm gonna have my church shoes. My church fan. I'm gonna have my auntie. My 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 auntie. Um, Air Force Ones on yeah. with the slingbacks. With a little kitten heel on it, with my ankles coming over the side, I'm gonna be ready. I'm be ready, ready, ready. I'm gonna have the macaroni arms out, macaroni and cheese. Y'all ain't gonna be ready for the patty uh, you, thing. You but, gotta, you gotta clean while you. I don't like, like. For, I feel like you gotta have a broom in your hand. You gotta be cleaning because it's gonna make me feel like it's Sunday listen, and, I'm, and I'm cleaning. Listen, listen, listen to me when I tell you the bleach is gonna come out. Look, the bleach spray is coming out. I'm boiling water on on the stove. I'm gonna be ready for oh. Bubba Gladys and Patty. I'm gonna spray on some white diamonds, Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor. Bam! How about I got I got my uh my great aunt's Bible over here. I'm gonna have oh. a Bible. I still have the two dollar bills that she gave me. I'm gonna put them out. Y'all ain't gonna be ready. Ready, hilarious. But um, yes, listen, man, we could talk all day about this. I, I, I implore y'all. Oh, I, I wanted to ask, is there any books or anything that y'all recommend that have been influential, like proverb books of any kind? Um, um, it's hard to say. A lot of this stuff, you know, it's, it, it's, it's mouth to ear, you know, a lot of these, yeah. these proverbs. So a lot of our traditional wisdom is something that's designed to be taught it, it, in like a master and apprenticeship or mm-hmm. the, you know there's like a there's like a dynamic you know mm-hmm. between the younger and the older um so i don't know if there's any type of books anything i i have a proverb book um mm-hmm. i gotta look and see 
where it is. But if I find it, I'll make sure I'll put it up there. Yeah. Uh, put the titles up there. If y'all find any, um, yeah, cover books, you can just you know hit me with the title so I can put them up on the video. Yeah, yeah. There's a a book. Ah, what is it? I don't want to misquote it. I'll, I'll send it to you. But it's there's. Let's start with African American proverbs. There's a book called African American Proverbs in Perspective, I think. And I love it because and the same author wrote a book about Jamaican proverbs and reggae. But the author goes through like all these proverbs from slavery and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Has a chapter on blues and jazz and proverbs used in blues songs, all this stuff. And it, and, and 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 that's a really good book for me. I mean, and, and that one I think is a good one because you really gotta be connected to the culture to some degree to fully understand the proverbs. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we do a lot of Yoruba and proverbs, we do a lot of Haitian proverbs. It's because those are closest to home for us. We've been to Ghana right. a few times, we've been in Nigeria, we study the language. You know, so I so there's Yoruba proverb books I can just like this one, uh Owe Yoruba. It's a purple yeah. book. Um that one has that's, that's... thousands of Yoruba proverbs. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, if if if, if you're there, that's helpful, you know, or if you, if you have some Yoruba friends that you can talk to and say, hey, what's this mean or whatever. That's yeah, I helpful. mean, for Akan, there's one that's, that has kind of the equivalent of the Owe Yoruba one. It's called um, Umebe, B-U space M-E space B. It's an E. You can just put E and it'll come up. And that one has like 7,000 Akan proverbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another proverb book that I actually enjoy a lot. And it's called the proverb in the context of icon rhetoric. And that one, it goes through and talks about how proverbs are used in different situations amongst icon. So it'll have a situation that comes up. They'll describe mm-hmm. what happened. They'll give the commentary between the two people in it, and then they'll talk about how the proverbs were utilized in that situation, right? And so that one, even if you don't know icon culture, if you read that, it'll help you say, see, okay, this proverb is going to be used in this context and so on. And so it, that, that, that book right there is, is dope. Um, yeah, I'm going to throw one more in there. I just think this book is absolutely dope. It only has maybe like 30 proverbs, but it's called The Chicken Metaphor, or the full title is Philosophy of Proverbs in Igbo Culture, The Chicken Metaphor. And it's literally just proverbs on chickens. Just like that, That's chickens. literally the whole book. And, and, and they talk about how the chicken is a metaphor for, for, for the human character mm-hmm. and, and how chickens are just a part of uh, African life and stuff like that. So that one I think is absolutely dope. The patron bird of black <laughs> people. White people black. have eagles. Right. Black people have chickens. And <laughs> chickens and Everywhere. Like people joke yeah. about like a fried chicken, but it, 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 comes, from, it comes from somewhere. It way. absolutely does. It absolutely mm-hmm. does. I will tear it up. <laughs> all day when I was a semi-vegan I had dreams about eating chicken all day <laughs> the, the, the tofu chicken uh, substitute hey, hell no nah, I wasn't with that <laughs> I just rather eat some vegetables give me some vegetables I'm good <laughs> give me some vegetables uh, oh man <laughs> I'm so good on that give me the vegetables oh, man. one of tofu chicken uh, fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> that's the one we see growing up. I like, I like the tofurkey. But listen, let, let, let me stop lying. Tofurkey was kind of a bop. Let me stop lying. It had a little smoky taste to it. it yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't going to be, you know what? I ain't going to front because I used to hate on it until one year my homegirl made it for Thanksgiving. 
And oh, I was God. like, child, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. God, I don't know. And then I had it. I said, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I ain't, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna front. It actually was kind of a bop, you know, it went well, okay. real well with the little vegan green she had going on. So, you know, I'm gonna let it be great. But, um, yes, brothers, I appreciate y'all so much. Um, this is a really rich conversation. I can't wait to go back and, 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 and listen to the conversation again. Cause I know, um, it, it's going to be some new stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn and I can't wait to share it with both of our audiences. Um, make sure, um, IG at words from yesterday. Um, and I'll put there uh individual personal social tags on there you make sure you follow at tt talks um and 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 hit us up it seems we're all accessible you know we all are here to share we have kind of common destinies in that we want to make sure that our people get information um and, and make sure that our people um you know our people are looking for something they're looking they're searching and you can tell what happens and 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 when it's hungry like that, you got to make sure you have the information in there. Because when folks are hungry, they sometimes get trapped into people who have bad character and get trapped mm -hmm. into situations that maybe they don't even have the 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 experience to even know that it may not be a good thing for them. So you know, my advice for people is to slow down, learn your family. You know what I'm saying? Really get into some of this indigenous you know, wisdom that we, that we have, you know, there's a lot of things. Um, technology is, has definitely been wonderful. Um, and, and, and not so wonderful, but, you know, but we also need to make sure that we're not abandoning our, our ancient technologies too. And we, and, you know, just like you can, you know, co code a computer, a lot of these proverbs that this is how you code human beings. You know, you, you, you code humans with these type of cultural experiences and these, this type of cultural information. So, you know, I, you know, I joke around and I, and, and, and play around, but, you know, I'm very serious when I say that it's important that no matter your level of engagement, um, in, in, in African traditions or, or whatever, proverbs are not spiritual or religiously, um, you, you know, it's not an, a spiritual religious type of thing you know it's, yeah. it's very practical it's practical yeah. something every day you know i know some people are turned off by certain things but this is mm -hmm. non-denominational this ain't got nothing to do with you know who you decide you want to pray to or not mm -hmm. you know this is wisdom for everyday people so make sure that your children get this because i didn't seen some of y'all cheering and they asked me some proverbs <laughs> among other things but they ask me some proverbs. They need to recite some stuff. You know, some of your right. kids, they sat down and wrote 100 proverbs on a page over and over and over again, and it shows. Uh, that's it right there. That's it. Yeah, it's like we, we, we were teaching, uh, I remember we were teaching some of the rights boys one year, the proverb, and he said, he had an aha moment. He said, you know what? I just, after you teach, teach me these proverbs, I'm walking through the hallway in school, and I'm looking at everybody like, you're a proverb, you're a proverb, you're another proverb we went over. He's like, I can see all the things that we talk about here. Yes. I'm just like, yeah, you know. That's how yeah. I go. Yeah, it, it, it opens up their mind. Um, it, it's, it's almost like when you hear people like be mad about, well, I never had to use algebra. I don't know why we had to do algebra. It's like, well, it's less about 
whether algebra has a practical use in day-to-day life. It's more about how algebra teaches you to think. It's That's more amazing. about how algebra right. teaches you logic and how to follow instructions and directions mm-hmm. in some order. And it's less about, you know, whether or not you're going to use algebra in a real life scenario. And I see that a lot, you know, in Proverbs, it's, it's mm-hmm. more how it shapes your mind, how it shapes your worldview mm-hmm. and how it shapes how you think about things, right. Right. you know, and then you fool around and you memorize about 10 of the things you start to feel like a little philosopher or something, you know, I really, for real, like a little like if fellas, you know, if you want to, if you want to press a lady, <laughs> you know, learn, you know, now you can't just be saying Proverbs and then just not be shit. You got to say some Proverbs and have some character to back it up. Don't be just there just dropping Proverbs and then you're just doing the most. Okay. But hey, you know, you want to impress a young lady, tell her you're interested in philosophy and drop a couple of, you know, go to, go to words from yesterday. And, and 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 go go steal a couple of proverbs make sure you credit it to the right people don't don't be it there to, you know trying to steal the proverbs talking about you made it up on the bus don't do that that ain't that ain't what's popping okay but yeah go in there and drop a couple of them she may be like okay he's smart yeah yeah you know a home girl same thing is the brother you feeling be like yeah i'm studying these philosophies from west africa and that's you can what go, i do with my wife I mean, I, I hey, day, day one, she I had the proverb book in the back. I was kicking proverb games. She was like, oh, like, hey, hey, sister, come over here. Let me show you this proverb book real quick. Yeah, Listen, that was it. Listen, we have a success story right here on the proverb. <laughs> got him a wife. Right. And, got, and a little boy now. That, that's All because he was dropping proverbs. <laughs> Maybe I need to go out in the club <laughs> and start talking. <laughs> Not in the club, but uh, it, it starts being some proverbs. What y'all think? Yeah, I think like I should do that. <laughs> but yeah, it would behoove us to continue to um, keep it a part of your life. You know, as you can see, you know, their brothers, you could tell that they have been trading proverbs back and forth probably their whole life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it probably, you know, just lifts up another level of forming stronger bonds and relationships with the mm-hmm. people around you. You know, Proverbs, are, they, they, they deep now. They, they, they kind of hold people together, they hold communities together. You yeah. know, even if you go into different parts of, um, like when you go to Ghana and you see the symbols, you know, those symbols always have Proverbs attached to them. Exactly. exactly. You know, they have the Proverbs attached to them. So, and, and then when you start to really get proficient in it, you can go back through some of our, um, our art forms and start to hear the proverbs in them. You know, you can go back into a, a Ma Rainey album, you right. know, and you may hear something. You can go back into, like you were saying, the book that was seeing the proverbs in reggae music, right. you know, blues. You can hear all kinds of stuff. I done heard some stuff on a BB King album. He, his whole catalog is, is a proverb, honestly. Right. right. But, um, you know, seriously, really start to see how these are really living entities. Yes. These yeah. proverbs are alive and it's almost like they're looking for hosts, but in a good way. Right. right. They're looking for hosts. They're looking to be housed um, so that they can stay alive. Mm-hmm. You know, so, True. you know, feed yourself the proverbs because they'll feed you over time. Uh, they I, will feed you over time. Mm-hmm. So y'all have any closing words? You have anything that you want to share before we dip out? No, I, I think, I mean, you know, like you said, you know, we, we, this is a topic that we're 
all very passionate about. So, you know, mm-hmm. it can go on forever, you know, but I, I think, I think you, uh, I think you hit it, you, you hit the nail right on the head. And I mean, I, I just want to say thank you for having us. You know, yes, it's, thank uh, you. uh, of the guests that you've had, you know, many of them that I know some really, really dope people, right. You know, who, uh, who I've known for a long time, you know, so I'm honored to be, uh, considered uh you know uh in the list of people that uh you know is worthy to be on the show so thank you for having us absolutely man you know we are we are i said all the time we all we got you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying we just got to keep lifting each other up y'all keep pumping okay. out the beautiful content i'll continue to share it y'all are always liking commenting engaging sharing mm-hmm. laughing at the foolishness uh but you know but that's what it's all about you know we're going through some very interesting times here um and it's really important that we have things to keep us grounded mm-hmm. and to keep oh, us yeah. focused and to keep us centered you know what i'm saying and and proverbs are huge in that um i've always been very interested in just um spoken word technology of all kinds mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. brothers thank you i appreciate you Thanks, we're gonna keep connecting y'all make sure y'all follow us share our content like our content and um yeah i'll see y'all next episode peace yeah. Take care. Thank you so much for rocking with me and words from yesterday on TT Talks. As promised, I have a list of all of the books that were named in the show. So here we go. We have two books here, African-American Proverbs in Context and Reggae Wisdom, Proverbs in Jamaican Music. Both of those were written by Swami Anand Pralad. We have Yoruba Proverbs by Oyekon Owomoyela. We have the book Bu Me Be, Proverbs of the Akans by Peggy Apaya, Kwame Anthony Apaya, and Ivor Ajemandua. This book can also be purchased at AfricanJelly.com. That's A-F-R-I-K-A-N-D-J-E-L-I. The Proverb in the Context of a Khan Rhetoric by Kwesi Yanka. Philosophy of Proverbs in Igbo Culture. The Chicken Metaphor by Francis Nwangu. The Book of African Proverbs, a collection of timeless wisdom, wit, sayings, and advice by Gerd DeLay.